0: away for the gold. We'll
1: away for the gold. Oh, big knee! The greatest of all time. Here we go, the Epic Trilogy fight. For the first time ever, Demetrius Johnson defends the One Flyweight World Championship in the USA. Of all time. I'm an no one bite, me gold. One Fight Night 10. Johnson vs. Marias 3 on Prime Video. Now, Brandon
0: thick Boy
1: Shab. What's up, brother?
0: Another beautiful day, man. It's take time.
1: Yeah, man. You look good. What? What do you use? Moisturizer? Jesus, it can't be the the altitude out there, man. It's dry as shit. Your skin is. I, fantastic. I have
0: a, I have a great skin routine, so I use moisturizer and get the beard moisturized. So yeah, moisturize, baby.
1: How do you not have a beard sponsor at this point, or do you?
0: I don't. You know, I do have a thing over Manscape, but that's only one one time deal. So I don't know why. Maybe you can talk to somebody, get me hooked up.
1: Yeah, I'll talk to the boys over at Manscape. You should be the face of Manscape, Jesus, dude. I do a lot of interviews. With, <laughs> I do a lot of interviews with dudes on here, and your face is distractingly smooth, man. <laughs> thank, you. I thank you. I appreciate that. So, you got to uh, Denver early, smart man, because the altitude out there. How, how early are we talking?
0: I'm talking to April 18th. Got here April 18th, right after I, I hit New York. I came right out here and we trained Dwayne Ludwigs for about a week and a half, two weeks, I felt like. It feels like two weeks. And now we're at the host hotel, finish up the, the altitude. So, I know all in all before we fight, it might be two and a half to close to three weeks.
1: You should be good because usually they say, you know, I'm from Denver. So usually they say it takes about two weeks to get acclimated to the, you know, to the the, the air up there. You should be fine. Also, it's not like you've ever had a freaking issue with cardio. I figured I figured even for a guy like you, I mean, at this level, though, especially the guy you're fighting, I can see why you get early. But it's never been a thing for you.
0: Yeah, I fought here back in 2009 or 10 when I fought Nick Pace back in WC. And I came out here two weeks and prior to the event, and it felt fine. But you know, I, I didn't want to, you know, take any chance. I know my cardio is always great, so I, I was like, "Now nah, let's get out of here. It's only for one time of the year. Let's get out, shooting yep. me, and go out there and compete."
1: Yeah, you fought Nick Pace in 2010 WEC in Broomfield. So this is last time you were there. Now you're back, and you're the. It's kind of groundbreaking because the first time won championship. <laughs> Is hitting the soils here in the United States. Kind of a big deal, man. We had uh, Chatry and Mikey here in studio at Thick Boy on Fire and the Kid. And uh, it, just, it just feels like so you can feel it. There's like something big around this event, you know? Do you feel any pressure being the main event? Not that you've never, you know... That's your thing. You're the main event guy. Yeah. The you're the goat. So it's your thing. But this one's a little different because it's you know it's a new organization. There's a lot riding on it. Mikey was a little stressed out, you know, because he's like think how, think how I feel, man. I'm doing a jiu-jitsu match for God's sakes.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think he definitely has more pressure than I do because mixed martial arts has already already been established here in the states, right? Like it's everybody knows Big time. mixed martial arts. Then I'm also like you said, I've headlined. Big cards in the states, you know, in California, Vegas, Toronto, even though it's America—I mean, it is America—but it's in Canada. So for me, it's no added pressure. I think for Mikey, he probably feels that pressure because, you know, grappling isn't always the biggest thing to the yep. mixed martial arts American community in general, right? Like when you watch, you know, like the UFC or Bellator or whatever, I mean, hey, when they see people start grappling, they're like, "Stand him up, rip
1: his head off!" I, yeah.
0: Stand him up. So I, I, I think for Mikey, he might feel a little bit of that pressure, but I think once they see Mikey and, you know, we're brothers and RDR go out there and grapple and it just offers something different. You know, I tell everybody like, you know, one championship is like going to a party and there's multiple things on the menu instead of when you watch, you know, the other organizations here in America, you you get one fixed menu. It's chicken. That's all you need to get yep. mixed martial art for one championship. You can Muay Thai, kickboxing, MMA, Jiu-Jitsu, and maybe even hopefully in the future, maybe a boxing fight
1: again. Yeah, I th- I think especially the way this card lines up, you got Yuan, who obviously the American crowd's familiar with, and then if people don't know, they're going to know with Rod Tang. They They need to know yeah. with Rod Tang here in America. That dude is a straight savage. And then with Mikey, too, you know, he was saying how he feels pressure, but also in this camp, like he, it's been attack, attack, attack. He's like, well, I'm not just gonna sit on my butt and do the thing. He's like, I know, you know what's at stake here, and I'll, we're gonna make this exciting. And his uh, opponent, Osama, is also understands the stakes, so they're gonna put on a show. So I'm excited for it. Here's here's the narrative. This and it's this this is credit to you. This is how powerful you are right now. Is the rumor came out? Rumor, I mean, not a rumor. You started that this might be your last fight. I call bullshit. I don't I don't feel that. You tell me if I'm off on this. I was talking to the team before. It could be. You know what I'm saying? It, it could be. At your level, it's like yeah. you could fight to your 44 like, you know, you're doing the damn thing. So it's like, yeah, the last one could have been your last one, but it's not like yeah. it's not like a, almost a Masvidal situation where we know like a Don Cerrone, where we know it's the last one. It's like, yeah, maybe. And I think the narrative the media ran with it, they're like DJ's final fight. I'm like, I haven't heard him say that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, where that narrative came from, I mean, it, it could be my last fight, right? Like you said, you, you, you're you an athlete, you've fought before. You, I'm sure you've had these feelings come arise in your training camp when you get over your next, your for next sure. fight. And for me, you know, I'm human. These are my emotions that I feel. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when, when is it time to call it? When do you walk away from the sport? and, uh, it's something I've never, you know, charted on before, right? I've had these feelings before, but I've never actually expressed them to the public and talked about it. And for me, you know, when I look at guys like GSP, Habib McGrath, the other guys who, who've walked away from the sport, those two, they didn't walk away from the sport when they were losing, right? Like Tyron Woodley, he walked away from the sport when he was losing. Um, you know, Donald Cerrone, same thing. Uh, Jail yeah, all these guys. They, they
1: walk, they walk they, away. They too walk late. Away when
0: they were they were walking away when they were losing. Yeah. So for me, yeah, I could fight when I turn forty. I could. I'm I'm healthy. I'm still fast. Weight is great. I love dieting. I love training. I love competing. But there has come a point in time where the the athlete needs to take a step back. I'm like, okay. You know, like, hey, your brand is big. You've pretty much accomplished everything in mixed martial arts. So when you can't fight forever. So when are you going to make that step to start focusing on other things outside of next martial arts? Also, when you look at GSP, he just he became a world champion. You know, a lot of people are talking about how Henry Cejudo, um, you know, always oh, coming back after three years. It's never been done before. It has been done before. GSP did it. Correct. You know, that beat,
1: middleweight.
0: Um, yeah. he, was, he was a champion. He beat Johnny Hendricks. He was all bruised up. He goes, I'm going to take time away from the sport. I'm going to retire. Then he came back and beat Michael Bis- Bisbing, became Correct. a middleweight champ, and then he left again. So he could have kept on fighting. Maybe he could have. I haven't talked to him yet. But I, I plan on reaching out to him. And then, you know, I and abib be I think he's kinda of set when he's like when his father passed, he promises his mom, he's a man of his word. Yeah. So for me, it's I think having like you said, the media ran with it as a, a great narrative this could be my last fight. And sure, it could be my last fight. Um, you know, after this fight, we sit down, and relax, and talk to the wife and, and just see what we want to do.
1: Yeah, I think too, like the sacrifices that you have to make to, in order to get to your level, you know, and to be considered one of the goats, the, the, the expectations, the sacrifice you have to make, and you have kids, you know, you got kiddos, you got a wife. So it's like, how long do you want to sacrifice, you know, because you're in Denver now, you've been there for two weeks. Well, that means you're not dropping the kiddos off at school, not picking them up. You know, all that stuff's important, man, you know? Yeah. Trust me. I get you, it. You man. I, I deal with it with, with touring. It kills me, man. When I have to leave, but at your level, you know, you got to make those sacrifices. So at some point it's like, I guess my question for you is like, what else is there to do? Obviously you, you enjoy competing. You're at the highest level. But when I, I, and I look at the roster at one championship, I'm like, all right, he beats Marias. Who's this absolute savage. You beat him again. That chapter's over, you know? So I guess I was trying to put myself in your shoes. I'm looking at him like, what else would he do it could be that you know or maybe take some time off and wait for contenders to earn their keep and get get the names and then you come out of the shadows and beat the shit out of them
0: nah for me you gotta keep it going you got to keep you know i want to sit down and wait if i sit down and wait then i'm gonna go focus on other things because if i sit down and wait and focus on other things and wait for somebody to come they're grinding. They're getting ready. While well, I'm focused on businesses, focused on not in the gym, focused on, on things that are going to make me money outside of fighting. Yeah. So we're, that's where people kind of slip up, I feel like. So, you know, we're we're gonna see after this fight. You know, I got a I got a tough test against and Marias. Not looking past on not one bit. And yeah, we, and, we'll and, and I, I don't back.
1: I don't mean to put you on the spot. I'm not looking. Listen, I'm not a no, journalist. No, 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 I'm not no, trying no. to get an answer out of you. I'm just trying to put myself in your shoes. Like, I, I don't know what else there is yeah. for him to do. It's like all right, like check, check, check. Like when when you were first getting started and someone was like, Hey dude, here's going to be your resume. When you retire, you'd be like, Holy shit. What? Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's all. Yeah. You, you know? So I, I just, I don't know what you do, but you're, you're one of the guys, you know, again, I, we, we have a million fighters come through the, the thick boy studios here. There's some guys where I'm like, Oh, you know, like after they retire, I don't know what the hell holding mitts go, go hold mitts at a UFC, you know, gym. You know, there's some guys where I'm like, I don't know what he's going to do. Maybe you should keep fighting. Your guy. Do not worry about ever, ever. You're if you want to, you could be the next DC as far as, you know, the way DC's parlayed his career. And he's kind of, you know, he's, he's he's the blueprint for guys, man, at your level. And he's so fantastic as an analyst. If you want to do that, DJ could do that. When it comes to video games, you have a huge you know, footprint in the video games. I'm sure there's something there for you. There's a million things for you to do, man.
0: Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. And I, I feel, uh, uh, you hit a spot on the, the head with going to be an analyst for one championship. I've already done one, uh, one of those, uh, the Amazon prime show in Thailand with a uh, super bond and Chinguez, And they've already asked me to come back. They're like, Hey, we would love to have you come back and, you know, be part of the uh, broadcast. So that's definitely an opportunity. And then, you know, obviously the game world, YouTube's taking off. And I mean, I've even thought about having, you know, me and Henry, I've thought about having our own podcast just, me him chopping it up. A lot of people like our our insight to mixed martial arts. I love so, it,
1: dude. I love yeah, it. When they're, they're, you, you guys watched your. I think you guys watched your fight, right? You watch both yeah. your fights, dude. I'm in. And you guys talking about the, the you guys breaking down cards. I'm in, dude. I'm in. Yeah. If I get invest in so, something, I'd invest in a podcast of you and Henry Cejudo, man.
0: Yeah, so we, we, there's a lot of options, you know. We just gotta but once again when you decide to go down that route, that takes a lot of energy, takes a lot of setup, takes a lot of commitment that takes away from can't do both you know, you can't have them both. No you sir, you can't do both. Like right? I'm able to I'm able to do the YouTube by myself, which has been going pretty good, but you know, to do a podcast and a YouTube and a full time athlete and wife and kids, that's your your w someone's gonna give and I'm not gonna give on my wife and kids. No, you sir. know, and then it's so you got to decide what it is. And that's where, that's where all this comes from. Like the whole narrative of, you know, this could be my last fight because, you know, at the end of the day, I asked myself if I can make as much money fighting, doing something else, what I do it nine out of 10 times. Yes, I would, I wouldn't <laughs> miss the competition aspect of it, but I can get the competition aspect of that same feeling, cut weight competing by doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Why am I take any, you know, potential shots to the head, CTE, anything like that. Correct. So that's where that could th- come on. Like, just like Chad Mendes, he, he got done fighting. I'm sure he probably made, I don't know, I'm going to say six figures doing bare knuckle fighting. And he's I like, I, so. I don't need to do this shit anymore. I, yeah. I, I, there's stuff I can do that I put my energy into that's paying me just as much or even not more than bare knuckle fighting. So that's where all that stems from.
1: I get it, brother, 100%. And with Chad Mendes, he's one of those guys – who i always root for guys when they blow up outside of when they leave the fine career right i always root yeah. for the guys With Chad Mendez, he's flying under the radar man but i don't think people realize how much he's killing it with his hunting oh. he does the hunting trips the fishing the trips,
0: and fin- and the fishing absolutely i mean was he was fins, doing that fish and,
1: then- and tits or something what is it <laughs> fins yeah fins and feathers fins and fin-
0: Fins and feathers, that's what yep. it is. My bad, Chad. My bad. Yeah, but my yeah, bad, I too. I
1: call fins and tits. I was way off. <laughs> <laughs> that's a strip club Miami. He, my bad. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: But he was working on that. I remember, you know, because we shared some cards together back in WEC and the UFC. And I remember he was working on that back then, right? Like, like slowly thinking of his exit plan already back then when he was fighting for world titles, you know? Yeah, man. And now, you know, fast forward to Burner fighting, he just made a nice check. And, if it, you know, the feathers is taking off. And now it's like, perfect. I got six figures. I'm going to take, you know, 25% of this, put it in my uh, my thing to expand my business. Those are the athletes that we all should look to and be inspired. Good. they take it another passion of theirs to build. I mean, even you, you got your podcast going, you did your stand-up. Yep. Like, those are things. You know, Conor, he's got his, you know, whiskey. He can come back and fight if he wants or he doesn't have to. Those are the athletes you want to inspire. That's why I want to, like, I, those athletes inspire me to start thinking about things outside of fighting. And that's where all that narrative comes from, is that people need to understand, you know, yes, fighting is great. It's good money. It's easy money. But you're also, you know, risking your health. You're also risking your brand. You're also risking the opportunity for this guy who beats you to build off of your brand. Like, I mean, there's so many things that go into it. So, but yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we can go on this all day.
1: Yeah, and with, uh, your, speaking of Henry Cejudo, I mean, there's... There's two, I, not because it's one championship is different weight classes, but it's still 135 and 135. Oh, yeah. It's it's going down this weekend, man. Because you got you, the greatest of all time, right? You got you, you got Marias, then you got Aljo and Henry Cejudo. How 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 you think yeah. uh, your boy Henry Cejudo does coming back after three year layoff?
0: You know, I think he's gonna be good. I trained with him, and you know, I, I watched the UFC countdown and what they said. It made sense. You know, his three year layoff wasn't. You know a Layout that you would think that somebody would have. You know, he had Figueroa, he had uh Shane Willie, he had uh Jury there, and he also had John Jones, he had myself. Yeah, I think that everybody who's been there, me and Pike Figuredo, Pike got the most actual physical training of me, like fighting, sparring, grappling, or whatnot. So he's still sharp. I think the biggest thing he's gonna have to overcome in battle is having that three years off, come back as a competitor, going against the guy who's Algernus Sterling, mm-hmm. who's no clouds tall for the weight class, great grappler, loves, you know, the biggest thing before Aljo went and fought uh, Peter Yan, the biggest thing I said about Aljo that was a turning point for him is that he realized what he was good at, yep. which was being a backpack. Do whatever he can to get on somebody's back, body triangle, and just murder them there.
1: That's where he's special. And he get your back, he's special. Yeah. Now.
0: He's special though. So now he dictated his whole game about getting to that point. And that's why I think it makes him dangerous. And that's why I told Henry, I said, "Dude, at the end of the day, you move better on his feet. You're faster, and you have better rhythm than him. The only thing I'm worried about is that don't let him get on your back. If he gets on your back, then it's gonna be a longer night for you. And you know, it's, it's gonna be a great fight. But I'm going for you know Henry, obviously because you know we're buddies and you know we train together.
1: Yeah, I I assume you're gonna pick uh, Henry. And I I I can see him getting it done. The only thing that I'm a little hesitant with Henry is if you look at the stats, I think Henry's 36. You look at the stats yep. of a 36 year old fighting for a world title. It's like one in 60. It's not good. You seen
0: that? You seen that?
1: <laughs> it's not good. It's uh, that that yeah, worries me a little bit. It worries me a little bit, but I, I'm not a big odds guy, you know, because when it comes to Henry Cejudo, what, what, what makes him an outlier is here. You don't become yeah. a gold medalist in the Olympics, a two division, you know, champion in the UFC, and you know, ring rust stuff like that. I, I'm not worried about that for him. I'm just the the only caveat there. It is a three year layoff. Aljo's been getting better, and Aljo yeah. also has this giant chip on his shoulder. And I don't yeah, know. Totally. I, I can I get why with the Peter Jan stuff like that, the lack of respect that guy gets. I don't know what's going to take because even if he beats Cejudo, people go three year layoff. Cejudo's an old man he's still not going to get respect after this.
0: Yeah. It, it's the same with me. I, I've done the same thing my whole entire career. You know, let's get back to that one at, the, at one in 60, that, that, uh, that interesting number of yeah. odds that somebody yeah. gave. I read that too, because I fall in that category as well, because I won the world title at 35 years old. So, You're it, you the know, one. Oh, that, was, that, that You're was the one championship. Yeah. That's when championship doesn't account, whatever. Right. So, Oh, uh, and me, 30, 36 years old defending the belt. And I think that, you know, that number comes from like, as you get older, it is a lot harder to keep up with the younger type of crowd, whether you're 34, 30, 28, whatever it may be. So those odds, those numbers are absolutely real. But I think for Henry, you know, it's that three year layoff. He is going to get Dr. of Sterling. But like you said, he is intelligent. And he is able to make adjustments just as myself. I can make adjustments uh, along the, the fight game as well. So, I think um, it, it's just going to be interesting to see how it, it unfolds in place.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I can't wait. I'll be in Denver at your one, hey. Brookfield, at your fight. I'll be there, man, front row, probably sh- cheering like a little cage rat, just like a group. Your wife to be like, <laughs> who in the hell? Um, I'm excited for it, man. And it's the first time because one of the advantages of it being here in the States is now your your family can actually come. Cause they're not flying to Singapore yep. and wherever the hell else. One championship in Asia is holding events, so the kiddos are coming to this fight.
0: Yep, uh, the kiddos are coming. Uh, Tyrant and Maverick, they're coming, and they're super excited. My wife's gonna be there. Father-in-law, dad's gonna be. Everybody's coming out for this fight. Uh, how so how, it, it, are, how big old big are the kiddos? They're nine and eight.
1: Okay, so they they're aware of that dad's a badass. Dad's one of the goats, you know. But they, they have they been to a fight before? I'm sure when they are younger. No.
0: No, they haven't, but they see me lose. Um, when I fight Henry, when he, when I got knocked out, you know, they're like, Oh, well, you know, I told him, I was like, that does this for money. So whatever happens, remember when I step in that cage is to provide for you guys to pay for your dirt, whatever your passions are. And I've seen them compete in jujitsu. So I've seen them lose and they come off the mat crying. I say, Hey dude, it's fine. You know? So for me, uh, I care myself as a man for respect, you know, I, I, I give ass whoopings and I also take them. So, you know, uh, I'm sure they're, they're, I told them they're prepared for whatever happens in that cage. Remember, daddy loves you. and I'll, I'll be fine.
1: Yep. Yep. Dad's going to be fine. Dad's also one of the greatest of all time. So shut your little mouth also, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like watch so your here's, ears, here's,
0: kid. Here's a funny one. Uh, my daughter, she's four and she plays video games with me. Well, she watches me play and she goes, see, daddy, you're still slow." to like... You know I'm one of the fastest motherfuckers in this planet. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying yeah. see that you're still
1: slow. <laughs> yeah, um, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, the the kiddos, there. I'm assuming they're in. Uh, like you said, they're doing jujitsu. Are they playing other sports too? Or are they gravitating towards fighting?
0: Uh, just jujitsu. Um, they're gravitating towards uh other sports. Um, Tyron wants to do track, and then Maverick wants to do uh, soccer, and they're both gonna do football. So. You know, I want for these jiu-jitsu to be able to defend themselves because all fights, I believe, end up on the ground. And there's also a sense of discipline in it as well. Yes. And you rank up, you learn, and you know who knows what their lives are going to be when they get older. But I want them to be able to defend themselves. And I think them doing football and soccer and uh, running track will just help overall the athletic ability.
1: And uh, are the the kiddos have your genetics? Are they are they big kids or they smaller kids? What are we talking about here?
0: It's mixed. Tyron's built like my wife, um, long, long legs, long torso. And then Maverick's built like me, short, uh, you know, Stocky. stacked. Yeah. And, and Tyron's stacked too, but it's just elongated. And then Tannip, I think Tannip is probably the most athletic one out of all of them so far at four years old. Like the yeah, way t- she runs.
1: Yeah. It's interesting to see too when the the difference between the kiddos, you know, like my son, yeah, he's like both my kids are big, you know, they're big. I'm big. My girl's yeah. super athletic, so my kids, a, he's a tank, man, and he just wanted to play soccer because his buddies are playing soccer, and he yep. he's really good at it because he's athletic, but you know he's just a big dude out there, and then he'll up, you yeah. know, they're they're awful. They're, they, they they I think they've lost six games in a row, so and I got to take him, like God damn it, so we get upset. <laughs> <laughs> Looking upset. i'm just like i'm like man don't tell your mom this but you're not gonna play soccer dude you're, you're too yeah. big for soccer bro like yeah. it, this isn't for you it's gonna help your footwork because he wants to play football i'm like it's gonna help in football but outside that man soccer ain't your path bro yeah, you know, he's half yeah, mexican exactly. so he gravitates towards football but i'm like or basketball or, i'm sorry soccer but i'm like dude ditch that mexican side bud you're gonna play football
0: yeah. I love that. I love that. Hey, you can't teach size. That's one thing that's, you know, for basketball and football, depending on how tall you are or how big you are, you know, you can't
1: teach size. No, man, but you've, you've handled it well with your size. Cause with, with people, and I'm sure you inspire a lot of, a lot of dudes. Cause when you're a shorter athlete, there's not a ton yeah. of options. Like football wasn't in the, you know, in the cards for you. Basketball sure as hell not, you know? So it's like nope. there's there's few things you can do. Obviously, kids gravitate towards wrestling, and for you, you've got to inspire a lot of dudes who you know are are, are smaller people.
0: Yeah, a lot of guys, they, uh, a lot of ins- they grab they grab they get a lot of inspiration from me. You know, a lot of people who are five three, five five, you know, five foot short uh, kings. Do
1: you're the short king. Yeah, short king.
0: You know, kids being able to go out there and provide for my family and, and not let height be a limitation to what we can do and perform. So I, uh, I'm totally happy with running that flag to the bank and letting people know, like, hey, dude, yeah, you fight too. The smooth thing about you know combat sports, you're fighting something who's your size. Boxing too, um, boxing. I would say mixed martial arts, and even kickboxing, Muay Thai are the ones that you can actually make a living off of, um, if you're good and successful at the highest level.
1: You know what's interesting? I was at the press conference when one championship was announcing, like, they're coming to America. That giant press conference, all you guys were at, and I saw Marias there. He is not a short king. He's no. giant dude. I yeah, was like, the, I, I was like, who is that? They're like, that's who DJ is fine. I'm like, what the, f- the hell? He's huge. dude. <laughs> Isn't he big? He has to yeah, be the biggest he, guy you he, fought.
0: Yeah. Him and Tim Elliott in uh domino creed. So, you know, it's funny. It's very interesting. I just feel like I'm a dense guy, right? Cause when I look at the world 25 pound champion, uh, the strawweight, uh, Jared Brooks, like I'm a little bit taller than him, but I'm also just thicker than yeah, him. Like, my yeah, thighs, my back. Yeah. I'm just big. Even like, you know, all all of the strawweight guys that I've been next to, we're all the same height, but I'm just fucking just more dense. So, you know, Adriano, he's just five to eight. you know, not very big legs, long legs, long torso, big upper body, but his lower body not like stacked or whatever. Um, everybody cures their weight totally different, but yeah, he's definitely a big boy.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'll, uh, I'll end this uh, pretty soon, brother. I know you got to chill and get ready for this fight and hang out in Denver. But uh, yeah, I, I think what's interesting too about this fight, this this being the the rubber match here, it's not like both fights were dominant one way or the other. Like you 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 two fight, man. You know what I'm saying? Like that yeah. first fight could have went your way easily. The second fight, yeah. he he had some success, and then you finished him off. Like it's not like. You know, you're not looking at a situation where one dominated the entire time. Then the rematch, one dominated. Like it's a it's a toss up, man. It's a good freaking fight.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you, you put it that way, you you look at the first fight. Like it was me trying to get to him. I got him in my clinch, went at a nice knee to the liver, um, and then he ended up. I don't know if he caught my kick, and then he pulled guard and was going for a leg work. He was able to reverse that, get on top of me, and then. That was the end of the first round. And then the second round came out, late kicking, moving, looking good. It's got caught that uppercut and that that knee to ground an opponent. That was was it, right? And then you look at my fight, second fight, going out, throwing body kicks. He catches it again, takes me down. I beat him up my back. We're fighting. Then eventually he started to slow down. I'm still getting faster, and right hand flying into the cage. So I think the start is gonna be the same thing. You know, I'm gonna go out there, I'm gonna take a risk, push the pace, see what happens, see if I can find an opening, or cre- I'm gonna create an opening. I'm not gonna look yep. for it; I'm gonna create an opening, and then I'm gonna try to put them away again.
1: Yeah, it's a scrap, man. Is there was yeah. there any point? Because I'm sure it was, you know, obviously a risk going over to one championship. Leaving UFC is a big risk, and we've had guys do it before from the UFC and didn't work out. They go over and they just get their ass whooped in this other organization, and they kind of. Drift off into you know the, the the either we don't really hear from. Was there is there any point when you're fighting one championship where you're like, oh, I made the right choice? Like obviously now we can it? say that in hindsight, it's like of course it was the right choice. Was there it, was yeah. there a certain moment or was there something where you're like, yep, this was the right choice?
0: I, I knew I knew once I started the the motions of trying to get out of my contract that it was the right choice. The reason why I say that is because. You know, with you at, the, at that time UFC, you didn't know if they were gonna keep 125, they're getting rid of it. That's right. You know, there wasn't the best relationship between me and the UFC. Not saying it was bad, but there was a number of transparency of like what they wanted to do, right? So with that being said, and there was almost a ceiling at that time in 2018, there was a ceiling on like how much money I can make. It was like you're at 350 and you're gonna escalate to 10, 10, 10 or whatever, and then you 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 get pay-per-view points one time. So you know, obviously things could be different. If I was like, I'm giving you points on all my tile defenses. And I end up on a Connor card or Jones card, or we just sell the fuck out. Then things would be different, but that wasn't the case. So for me, just to have the opportunity to be able to travel abroad, uh, fight for one championship, have the opportunity to do something different, like the mixed rules fight with the broad team, which is a huge I love that. Uh, thing in my legacy and everybody around the world. About that. I, till this day, I still think that's my biggest fight in one championship because – it was something out of the out of the ordinary. Everybody knew who Ratang was. Like my friends, you know, they don't watch fighting, but they know who Ratang was. Like
1: for the listeners, Ratang, he can't walk the streets in Thailand. Ratang is yeah. Tom Cruise of Thailand. Massive. Yeah. He's massive, dude.
0: Massive. So you know, when I was reading by Adrian the first time, they're like, who's that? And I'm like, oh, he's a Brazilian, great guy, amazing athlete, he's the champion. Even the second time, me about to fight Adriano, I was like, like who are you fight? I was like, Adriano. I was like, who's that? Even a third time, like who are you fight? I'm like, Adriano again. They're like, who the fuck is that? And I'm like, this guy Jesus. just beat and he goes, Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. But when I say Rotting, they're like, You fighting that crazy motherfucker? Yeah. Like everybody knew who he was. So I, like when they brought that fight to me, I was like, Yep, I'll take it because you know, you see a lot of people now in, in this sport of mixed martial arts are like, I want to fight the biggest things. That's you know, like, I wanna fight the biggest names in, in, in the sport and you know that's what connor does i like connor's like who's the biggest name like i'd rather fight him and I just test myself because i know it's going to do very well but numbers wise so
1: no i pretty you you've, you've done it the right way man and I, I thought it was interesting again we had uh i mean chachri have worked together before and i, I met him briefly once no i had him in studio here you know i was with him for about two hours dude i would have ran through a wall for that dude and you look at his background. You know, Harvard educated, you know, him being an immigrant living out of a briefcase with his mom sleeping on the ground in a sleeping bag, started one championship from nothing. It's like, oh, yeah, this is why he's having the success. Like, Ratang is a bad mama jamma man.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Chachi is absolutely amazing what he's been able to do with the sport of, uh, you know, one championship. I don't want to say mixed martial arts because it's not one championship isn't just mixed martial arts, but what what he's been able to do for martial arts in general and the highest, at the highest level, you know, I know a lot of grapplers who grapple, uh, you, they don't make great money, you know, no. unless you go off and, you know, you yeah. create a DVD and you yep. beat fanatics or whatever. You're having a lot of stuff like Gordon Ryan and all those guys, but to give those guys a, a platform to be able to compete and make good money. It's awesome. You know, no other organization is doing it. So why not? Even, even Muay Thai or even kickboxing, it gives yeah. those guys a, a platform to able to compete and make great money.
1: Yeah, he's changing the game. And when he was out here, I mean, obviously the news now is uh, Francis and Gano didn't sign with one championship. Like they, they both decided it wasn't going to work out. It drives me nuts. Now, I assume Francis has something up his sleeve. He's supposed to announce he, he's going to sign with another promotion. Maybe it's that boxing thing. But I just thought what Chautry offered him is, was, I was like, oh, this is a no-brainer. This, this is a done deal. When I heard he didn't take it, like that's insane to me. I don't know where else he's going to go where he's going to be able to beat that deal.
0: Yeah, I think the hardest thing, you know, for Francis is that anybody, you know, when I talk to Eddie Avers, he says, Eddie says he always, when he signs a deal, he says, how, what's the fastest way for me to become a free agent? When he says to me, I was like, why is that? And he goes, cause I always believe in myself. I always bet on myself. Right. So you think about it, Eddie Avers is hot right now. He's hot. He just had a, yeah, Eddie, me, brand new. he's always going to fight his ass off. Yep. Just won the Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, right? He's hot stock right now in in, in North America. Everybody's talking about him yep. now. He's a free agent. He can do whatever he wants. He's not right. tied down to one organization. So maybe for Francis, he has been he's fought for the, one of the biggest organizations in the world. He's made great money. Now he's a free agent. You know, I just saw that his last fight was what four hundred days ago. But you know, I don't know what the logistics, the logistics, the money wise, he was you Know, ask for a world championship, or that, I don't know what that conversation was, but you know, you wait one time to fight in boxing 10 million, 15 million, you're not going to make that in any MMA promotion at all. One time deal, one time gig, you fight, you sign a contract, you fight, you're done, you walk away, you're not tied, you're not locked down, do whatever you want. I think that means more to him than being under any like UFC one championship. I think that's where. If I was him, that's what I would be striving for. It's like, I'm looking for that one payday where I sign one one deal, fight, get paid, and it's like, okay, now, shit, I want to go do mixed martial arts. Do you mix martial arts? Go do something else. That's what I think he's looking for.
1: Yeah, I assume he has that out there. Otherwise, he wouldn't turn... Talk to your boy Chautry about what they offered him. Talk to Chachari. Okay, well. You'll see it, and you'll be like, <laughs> wait, what? I've never seen some shit like this. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. wait, what? Oh, my yeah. God. It's not its not my place to out what the deal, the numbers were. It's nuts, dude. Nuts. Absolutely okay. nuts. You're okay. like, holy I'll, shit. I'll talk
0: and I'll find out. I'll, I'll find out.
1: Do it, brother. Yeah, because I, I assume Francis does have that some sort of guarantee in the boxing world to turn this. Yep. He has to. He ha- he absolutely has he
0: to. He has to. It, has if, to. Me, if it was what you're telling me. Then he has to right. And like I said, he's, I'll tell you himself. off air. When,
1: like, when we, when we stop you, I'll, I'll tell you off air. So I don't want to put Chachi's business out there, but when off <laughs> air, I'll tell you, dude, it's, it's nuts, dude. I was like, I'll find okay. him. I'll find him for that much money. I'll do it right now. Yeah. Like, I don't need training camp. Nothing. Yeah. Sign me up, dude. You know, but yeah, uh, yeah man, you, you're doing the right way, man. You got a beautiful family. You're one of the goats. Last question. It's obviously it's and this, we'll end on this. It's not up to you to for, for you to decide if you're the, the grace of all time. Well, the fans and the media let you know, right? But you're always in the conversation. Yep. It's always one or two, one or two all the time. Who is on your list? Of, let's just go top three goats if you had to pick. Let's take you talking. out of it. You're number one. Let's say you're number yeah. one. Take you out uh,
0: of it. Um, GSP, uh, John Jones, and then... I was, you know, I'm going to say Habib. Like those, those, those three. When I sit back, I've been pondering about this too. Been pondering about it because I always said, you know, and I have a lot of more athletes who are who are the goat as well. You know, Henry Cejudo is right there. he, yeah, he is, he is there. definitely the greatest combat. He is, uh, he is the greatest combat athlete of all time. Uh, gold, little medalist, flyweight, defending the belt, weight, defending the belt, come back and kind of win the belt again. Um. You know, only thing I'll say from him is like i love to see him get a submission. You know, when I look at all three of those guys, GSP, he's knocked people out, he's got a submission, he's got an decision or whatever. G- uh, John Jones, same thing, same thing even with um Habib Megamedoff, you know. I-, I don't know if he's actually I hit somebody who went out cold, but he submitted people so, yeah. he uh, you know, so those guys have showcased everything for me. And, and they and they've been champions. You know, I would love to see more from Habib. I think the stipulation what happened with his father and you know him and his injuries too kind of like postpone him like fighting a lot. So, but yeah, I'll put those three.
1: Yeah, the, the only knock on Khabib, he just didn't do it long enough, right? Like his reign wasn't yeah. long enough when he was the title holder. Yeah. That's the only knock on exactly. Khabib. My argument's always for John Jones because he's at a higher weight class, the level and the 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 room for air for him to you know get finished is so much bigger than the the rest of the guys that you mentioned so i, yep. I was and you look at the level of competition that john jones had especially early yep. on after he beat shogun it's just like Murder's row of who's who now granted yeah that the the heavier weights always have you know bigger stars a lot of the times so that yep, plays absolutely. into it but yeah and then i'll john at heavyweight now just adds more to his resume yeah
0: absolutely absolutely
1: But, yeah, you're going to get no argument here, man. You're you're one of the goats. You know this. Everyone knows this. And I'm excited to see it live Friday in action in Broomfield, Colorado, my man. I appreciate you taking the time, and I will see you out there, brother. You keep that skin moisturized. I'm going to go toss on some moisturizer right freaking now, dude. Jesus Christ. You know it. You you know it. Thanks, man. You know it. All right, brother. Appreciate you. Likewise. greatest of all time here we go the epic trilogy fight for the first time ever demetrius johnson defends the one flyweight world championship in the usa one fight night 10 johnson versus marias three on prime video